On Friday evening in Israel, near the border with Gaza, our teams got a sense that something was happening. All they had to do was listen. We are seeing an intensification uh, of explosions um, over and in the Gaza Strip, uh, more than we've seen in recent days. The IDF. You could hear the guns firing, you could hear the detonations behind us. And then after that, there were the tank fire started up. Tanks from positions close to here that we haven't heard before. A lot of tank fire. At first, it wasn't totally clear what these new sounds signaled. Then, on Saturday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu came out and said yes, Israeli troops had entered the Gaza Strip, and he said they were going to stay. Their goal, to completely destroy Hamas in retaliation for the October 7th terror attack. But as the days go by, some voices from around the world are asking, retaliation at what cost? What's clear is that people, human beings, are suffering inside of Gaza immeasurably. Today, what the ground operation in Gaza looks like so far, and what it means for the hundreds of hostages. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. CNN's Jeremy Diamond has been reporting on the Israeli military response to the October 7th Hamas attacks. We caught up with him on Monday evening near the front lines. I am currently joining you from Sterot, uh, about a mile away from the Gaza border, and I am inside a vehicle where, if I look to my left, I can see plumes of smoke coming out of Gaza. Right, and that's kind of what I wanted to start with, because we've been talking about this ground operation in Gaza for the last three weeks, like when it could happen, what it would look like when it started. Well, now that it's actually underway, do we know what does it look like in Gaza right now? Well, what it certainly isn't is this kind of overwhelming invasion of Gaza that we had been uh, led to expect for some time now. It, it's clearly much more limited in size and it's much more targeted, but at the same time, it is clearly expanding. I mean, we heard today from the IDF spokesman who made clear that uh, this expanded ground operation, as they have been calling it, as it enters its fourth day now, that it is continuing to expand. It is not just one expansion and then staying static. Mm but rather that they're going to continue to be adding more ground forces inside of Gaza. We'll likely see more tanks. Uh, we saw some tanks operating very close to the Gaza border today. Uh, and, and we've watched over the last several days as this has been a really dynamic operation of troops coming in and out of Gaza. But we've been hearing and seeing the, the sights and sounds of war throughout this day over the last several days. Not only the very intense aerial bombardment that we heard in the first two nights of this expanded ground operation, which really had some of the loudest, most sustained bombardment that I've heard in my three weeks of covering this war. Um, but also today, you know, we observed a lot of artillery fire outgoing from positions very near to where we are in Sterot and watching the impacts happening in Gaza. Uh, my, you know, my photojournalist, Matias Sam, was able to get images of this uh, city that we are standing across from, Beit Hanun in, uh, in Gaza. And you can see, you know, a lot of these buildings that have been bombed, uh, you know, remaining shells of themselves is, is what, what remains. 
And what about the hostages as it relates to all this? Because we heard on Friday that there were high-level talks to facilitate the release of a larger group before any expanded ground operation could begin. But obviously that did not happen. So how does that complicate the fighting on the ground? Well, the way that the Israeli military and uh, the Israeli prime minister have framed this is kind of, they argue that this ground operation actually serves those hostage talks, serves Israeli aims in those hostage talks, at least in terms of increasing the pressure on Hamas, increasing Israeli leverage in this situation. And, you know, what's clear, though, is that on the ground, at least, it certainly complicates things. You know, one of the main targets that Israel has been going after in this expanded ground operation is that tunnel infrastructure, dozens of miles of tunnels uh, beneath the Gaza Strip, which Hamas uses to operate from to carry out its rocket attacks to try and ambush those ground forces, Israeli ground forces that have moved in. But it's also where they are holding uh, many, if not all of these hostages. And so those hostages are certainly at risk as Israel carries out this uh, ground operation. One thing that's clear is that those negotiations do seem to be ongoing. Uh, Those Qatari-led mediation efforts to try and strike some sort of a deal to get at least the civilian hostages out of uh, Gaza. But uh, the the status of those talks remains uncertain, and, and these talks remain very, very complex and fraught. After Jeremy and I spoke, we learned that Hamas had released a short video. It appeared to show three of the people believed to be held captive, three women. They're sitting in plastic chairs facing the camera. And the one in the middle is berating Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu for failing to secure their release more than three weeks after their capture. By the end of the video, she's screaming, saying, free us all now. Now, a few things to note. It does not appear the woman is reading from a script, but it's not clear when the video was filmed, and CNN is not able to verify anything about the group's overall circumstances or well-being. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Back now to Tug of War and my conversation with CNN's Jeremy Diamond. What is the situation for just civilians in Gaza, the ones who evacuated maybe from the north and went south? You know, what is life like for them right now? I mean, look, it it remains extremely, extremely fraught. Um, You know, we we have watched as this this intense bombardment that I was talking about. I mean, on on Friday night and on Saturday night when I heard you know, the, how loud these booms were. I, I was trying to imagine myself inside Gaza as that was happening. And it's, it's a very tough thing to, to kind of imagine and, and comprehend. Yeah. Um, and so you have not only those 
the bombardment, which has caused the death toll to to increase to over 8,000 now inside of Gaza, which includes combatants and non-combatants. But then there's also just the broader humanitarian concerns. I mean, the UN has warned that civil order is deteriorating inside of Gaza. Mm. Uh, Israel has continued to issue threats uh, towards some of these hospitals, uh, urging Al-Quds Hospital to evacuate something that the World Health Organization has called impossible. And so ultimately, you know, whether or not you blame uh, Hamas or Israel for the humanitarian situation inside of Gaza, what's clear is that people, human beings, are suffering inside of Gaza immeasurably. Um, the U.S. is working to try and get more humanitarian aid inside of Gaza, putting pressure on Israel to allow more of that in. And it appears that some of that is is starting to move. But again, just the, the, the toll on, on human beings and on children inside of Gaza is just devastating. Yeah, and there has been a big push from aid groups and even other nations for, you know, a humanitarian pause or a ceasefire to allow more aid in. Is that something that is being taken seriously inside Israel, this idea of a ceasefire? I think that the only way in which you could see some kind of ceasefire happen is if there is a deal to release some of these hostages. Uh. It seems unlikely, highly unlikely, I would say at this point, that there could be any kind of ceasefire before uh, that happens. And and if it did happen, I, I suspect that it's it like, would let's be... stop the fighting just to get so that these people could have a safe passage out. And then maybe things would resume after that. Yeah. And it's it's possible that there is some kind of a hostage deal that also involves, you know, creating some humanitarian safe zones in southern Gaza. It's possible that it involves a deal that also allows Americans and other uh, civilians to leave the Gaza Strip via the Rafah crossing into Egypt. Right. There's a lot of possibilities about what that entails. And I think, frankly, the more things that deal entails, the more likely it is that there could be some kind of a pause in fighting. But but I think that regardless any kind of ceasefire is not going to be permanent at this point. I mean, there is such a level of of focus and drive on the part of Israel's political leadership, on the part of its citizenry, frankly, to ensure that uh, the attack that Hamas carried out on October 7th, that it cannot repeat that, and that Hamas is decimated as an organization um, going forward, and that it can no longer wield the power that it wielded on that terrible day. Hmm. Well, Jeremy, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. On Monday evening, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu held a news conference and responded to those calls for a ceasefire. I want to make clear Israel's position regarding a ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9-11, Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Anna Sterla. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas. Dan DeZula is our technical director, and Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson. Just a heads up, starting this week, we are going to be posting episodes three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So our next episode will be on Wednesday. And in the meantime, head over to CNN.com, the CNN app, or check out the CNN Five Things podcast for the very, very latest on what's going on. I'm David Ryan. Talk to you on Wednesday. 
When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.